Well, sometimes at work, you're like, oh, gosh, I hope this is a quiet one. Brian, Brian Case, I have I have a story. Do you want to do you want to do you want to hear a story? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear a story. All right, this was years ago. Years ago, I was driving down the highway. For folks not acquainted with uh, the city of Columbus, I was driving on 270, which is a circle that goes around the city. And I I see to my right because I'm usually in the left lane passing people i'm not i move over okay everybody before i get any hate emails about how i drive someone was to the right and i passed them and they had a bumper sticker and the bumper sticker said cat dad and i remember the first thing i did once i stopped because i i drive responsibly i don't text and drive bam cares hashtag bam cares I got on my, my cellular device and I texted my sister because she also lived in Columbus at the time. And I said, uh, oh my gosh, I just saw this bumper sticker that said cat dad. And I was something along the lines of why? And then the other one was his, his wife made him put that on his car. This is like spousal abuse, emotional spousal abuse. And we, we had a little joke, blah, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. I had flashbacks to that story this week, Brian. I think you know where I'm going with this. We were, yeah, we we were in the Bryant's chat uh, with Mr. Elijah and yourself and myself. And I'm the only non-Bryant in there, so I feel like a a poser in there. Uh, I'm a plastic Bryant. Let's put it that yeah. way. I um. I was texting with you, you folks, and we were talking about the crew match. You're like, oh, I'm gonna miss it because we're going to um, a baseball game. And, and by the way, everybody, he Bryant, if you missed a few episodes, he's in Charlotte. So he didn't choose a baseball game over going to a crew match. He's literally like eight hours away. Right. So he didn't, he didn't opt to go to a Clippers game over a crew match. Um, you said, yeah, Alyssa got me baseball tickets for Father's Day. Bryant Caves, how many, how many children do you have? Um, I have zero that I'm aware of. That you're aware of? Ooh, big pimping. Okay. Um, so we'll just assume zero. Let's let's, let's go let's, ahead. Let's go ahead and assume that's uh, let's go ahead and assume that number zero. I say not that a betting man. I'm not a betting man, but I'll put my money on zero. <laughs> oh God. So you and I got I got angry in text, and I re- held re- great restraint. Great restraint. I got angry. Why, why, why did you get Father's Day baseball tickets, Mr. Mr. Zero Kids? Um, because my wife is, is really nice to me and because I have two cats. Mm-hmm. The first one was a nice little buffer to the real answer, which is you got them because you have cats. Bryant, you're diminishing Father's Day. For me, I don't get much. I don't get much. And you're diminishing the one holiday where I could just do whatever I want. And I and I pretend like my kids will listen to me and they still act the exact same way. Listen, I, just, I, I had to share because I was disappointed, but I'm sorry. You, you can take, go ahead. I hate to interrupt the cat dad. Go ahead. 
the disappointment was i think the most fatherly thing you've said so far by the way like you know i'm not i'm not mad i'm just kind of disappointed like you you sounded like a dad when you said that just then so thank you thank you i Um, have said in the last week i'm not cooling the neighborhood so (laughs) (laughs) if you ask the kids if they were raised in a barn no the, the the one good one in the house is uh they're like where are you going and i said crazy you want to come and that's always a good dad one. Oh, uh, yeah. The one, the one that I, I heard most as a kid, which I don't use on my kids, is like, Dad, where are you going? And my dad would say, hell, if I don't change my ways. So I at least go for the more, um, what would you say, uh, PG route. My dad's was always uh, going to see a man about a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but something my dad would say as a kid. Um Nice. You know, here's here's how I feel, Thomas. I'm not actively seeking out um, gifts or or anything for Father's Day, but if my wife decides that she wants to get me baseball tickets right around Father's Day, or let's say that I'm out and about somewhere and someone says, "Hey, here's something for Father's Day," I'm also not going to turn it down. I understand the first one straw poll real quick for any of the hashtag bam fam who listen to this if you're a father please let me know if anybody ever stops you and says hey take this for free for father's day if anyone ever says that please let me know because this seems like a weird unless charlotte they're just walking around handing out gifts to people well you know restaurants sometimes will be like you know dads eat for a discount on father's day or Mm -hmm. or father's day the restaurants are full on mother's day father's day the fathers are cooking (laughs) that's how that's how fathers i was grilling on father's day but i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm glad you went to the baseball game if you would have just said to me and elijah i'm going to a baseball game Melissa got me tickets i'd be like oh that's sweet but whenever you said for father's day that's when that's when I couldn't let it stand. Well, you know, I will say it was a it was a good time. We had a had a good time at the baseball game, and I did watch the crew match. I did watch the replay. I didn't watch it live, and actually, I went into it not knowing the score. I managed to avoid. Because mm-hmm. um, spoiler alert for the end, I'm no longer on Twitter. Um, the pickle chips Twitter account has been completely deactivated. Um, still has access to the Bright Me Twitter account. I, I do, I do absolutely, um, and I have tweeted from it within the last week or so. Um, but I'm spending. Uh, that was part of my thing is wanting to spend less time on Twitter. Plus, we're very selective about who we follow on the Bryant and Me side. I was following everybody all willy nilly, and it was getting <laughs> a bit much. Um, so instead of like you know, because I don't, I don't do small little things to improve my life. I'm either gonna go like make crazy drastic things that never stick because that's kind of what i do i think that's what most people do really it's like yeah you know you could uh you want to lose some weight like you could just eat a little better and exercise nah i'm gonna like uh you know do some crazy yeah get that noise <laughs> so go hard or go home and then so, you end up just going home so yeah. i turned i turned the score alerts off because i get like the espn alerts and stuff turned all those off Stayed off of social media, came home, watched it Sunday morning. So, yes, I did not see the results. I went into it fresh, um, celebrated, enjoyed it, and we'll talk about that later. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't want anyone saying, oh, he went to a baseball game and didn't watch the crew. I watched the crew. We are, if you didn't see online, we're we're pretty much company employees. 
we're 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 pretty much uh, part of ownership. So um, yeah, no, honestly, if you're looking for a casual discussion about uh, tactics and stuff, that's you came to the right place because oh. we're as casual as it gets um, when it comes to tacticals. But no, let's let's just go ahead and get into it. You probably know more about the actual match than I do. So let's go ahead let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Brighton Me. We're a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Here's what we have tonight. Historic Crew Stadium played host to its final Columbus Crew match, at least in the top flight of the MLS, because there's a whole new like lower division start. The last, for all intents and purposes, the last one for the first team, Columbus Crew. They played it on Saturday. I was there. We're going to talk about it. You heard Brian talking about it. He watched it. He knows what happens tactically. I was there on the ground. Real one-two tandem. One-two Oof. punch here at Brian Me. Um, second one, Brian Me. The the one-two tandem or the one-two punch of podcasts. But it's like a weak drunk punch that completely misses <laughs> the target. There we go. No, I, I think that's that's fair. That's really fair. I'm drinking coffee tonight, so I'm, I'm not um, – I have any influence except for hearing my own voice. Second one, uh, the crew, uh, they play a team this week. That's uh, if you look at the standings, they're a little less than all right, all right, all right. This Sunday, <laughs> we're going to talk about it and some uh, re- read some responses to the, the question as old as time. Eh, is Austin a rival? So we asked you, the hashtag BAM fam, and then the folks who just happened to follow Crew96 Twitter and want to get, you know, a little angst out there. You could at least follow us when you're giving us angsty Twitter responses. Anyway, we're going to read some of them and then we're going to discuss it because Bryant's and me's, we've got some uh, opinions on it. It's that was tough. I really started. I wanted to connect throughout the whole sentence at the end. I kind of uh, veered off, but we made it folks. That's um, the other, that's the other uh, tagline for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kind of started strong, but toward the end, I kind of veered off, you know. Oh, oh, Jesus, that's great. I love it. I love you. I miss talking to you. This is a lot. We haven't talked with our voices since the last time we recorded. I know. It's it's sad. In like two weeks. It, it, this podcast can never end or else I think me and you will never talk to each other. Because <laughs> neither of us talk on the phone. Like oh, what kind God, of weird, no. what kind of weirdo talks it's on the 2021. phone? 2021. We're geriatric millennials. We're not calling on the phone. Are you serious? Um, shout out. That's actually a t-shirt at, um, Ray gun, which is a Des Moines, uh, Iowa company. They have a shirt that says geriatric millennial. And I really want to get it. Um, we're going to talk about two other things tonight. As you can hear already, we're going to talk about a million things, but the four actual topics we're going to cover, we're going to get into the red stars. They had a comeback against the fighting John Corleone's AKA Washington spirit. And then the Eagles Bryant. The Eagles won their first match of the 2021 WPSL Yeah. So we're going to get into that as much as we can because the team that they were playing in St. Louis didn't have a match stream. Thank you so much. Thanks, St. Louis. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So we're going to jump right into the final match memories. Usually this is when I hand it off to you, Mr. Caves, to discuss our first topic. That's kind of how the outline works. Um, 
But since we're talking about the memories of Crew Stadium and all that good stuff, I was there on the ground. I'm going to kind of start us off before the match. Before the match, um, did a little did a little bit of tailgating. Uh, if you're not aware, Ohio has kind of gone um, full Florida in terms of removing all of their – well, they have to have COVID restrictions first to remove them. Ohio <laughs> removed their COVID restrictions. <laughs> right. We're pretty much just in time for this last crew match in historic crew stadium slash mop stadium slash crew stadium, whatever you want to call it, time, tiny demon fortress, all that good stuff. So it was, um, I think most people going into the match were talking about the tailgating. Uh, any supporters group you saw online, it was about tailgates. It was about getting together. What drinks are they going to have? What food are they going to have? Which really moving into the new stadium, tailgating is not, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be no. the same at all because you're not going to have that big, you know, huge uh, slab of pavement out there right in front of the stadium because you're in this downtown environment now. So I um, I got there around 3.30, which was probably about seven or eight hours after the first folks got there. Um, it was early, yeah. And there probably were people even, like, camping out the night before. And I... Um, I, I joined up with our with our core folks, Q W A R, stress the W, and I, I hung out with Brian, and Zach, and Alex. Sizzes, there are two Alexes, um, and it was it was a pretty chill, it was a pretty chill hangout. But honestly, it was it was nice, Brian, to talk with other people. But one thing came up more often than not during that uh, time together was um, was you. Aww. you came up a lot um there were i'm not gonna lie there are multiple people who came up to the uh to the tailgate because uh quar john corleone was the man behind the tweets he advertised the queen anne's revenge tailgate saying that two rest challenges and bryant and me were going to be there which sidebar really quick that is the worst way to advertise your tailgate oh my god <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised people didn't show up with like uh, torches and pitchforks. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, they maybe they can get past the parking security, but no, that for horrible way to get people to come to your tailgate. But believe it or not, people actually showed up. Wow, I would say like yeah, hey, uh, or, or Brian Lenoy, hey, this is the guy from Brian and me. And I was like, oh, I'm me, is what I would usually say. And then if, I think at one point, uh, somebody was standing next to me, like, oh, are you Bryant? And they were like, people were asking about you. I had people come up and just say, yeah, are you guys from Bryant and me? Are you Bryant? And I'm like, no, I'm not Bryant. I'm the, I'm the voice. He's the looks. So right. he's, not, he's, not, he's not here. Um, but every time somebody brought you up, it made me a, a little sad. Because the last time we went to a crew match was the, the fateful um, pre-COVID tailgate cruise miss of 2020. Um, I'm sure you saw videos and pictures and all that good stuff. What did you think from what you saw of the tailgate? It looked, it looked like a lot of fun. I was, uh, I was really jealous and uh, kind of sad looking at it myself, just like wanted to be there. It was um, the meme of Wolverine, you know, sitting, <laughs> laying in bed, looking at the picture. And it's, and I think it was just a, like an aerial photo of the mega tailgate or maybe the, you know queen anne's revenge flag on it or something like yeah no it looked like you know ton of like obviously all the supporters groups out there all the everybody out there just just looks like they were having a lot of fun like i heard the weather kind of cooperated which was nice yeah. and because i know there were 
rumors. Of course, it wouldn't be a, a crew home match without <laughs> uh, at least you know some pouring rain at some point. Rain um, and rumors of rain, yeah. So, but yeah, I was I was pretty sad. But it's that's good to see that you know people missed me. Um, they miss me because I'm not there. If I had been there, they would have just been disappointed. Oh no! So it's, don't no don't Brian no no come back no. <laughs> So it's uh, it it felt good to see a few different posts like uh, you know, wishing I was there. So that was uh, that warmed the cockles of my heart. How I wish you were here. We're just two Two lost souls souls swimming swimming in a fishbowl, year year after year, running over the same old ground. How we found. The, the same, same old fears. <laughs> Wish you were here. That, that might have been the first time we've sung Pink Floyd on here. Ooh, that is true. Might have been. Um, and your your face was on a lot of koozies. Did people still have the koozies? Yes, I went. I saw Homer. Shout out to to Forrest. Shout out to Ethan Finley, Stan, Homer. Um, one of the fond members of the BAM fam, uh, consider him like a second cousin twice removed. He's really part of the family. Um, I saw uh, Missy too, who talked about her story of falling out of the Nordeck and breaking her face, <laughs> uh, which uh, was a, it was a fun story because it was in the past and it didn't actually happen. Uh, Derek might have pushed her. I don't know. And we saw Derek also out there, but they, uh, Derek and Homer were both sporting. The official Brian Me It's a Podcast koozie, the ones that we gave out last year, a week before the pandemic shut the the world down. We gave out koozies, and and then Pete Gillette, good a good friend of the pod, he is our resident uh, Liverpool bigwig within LFC Columbus. He um he was walking around with the koozie, just with a beer in it, walking around like it wasn't. He didn't put the koozie out of his pocket and put the beard it before he came to the tailgate he was just walking around holding the bright and me koozie did so anyone there did anyone still have your uh senior uh senior <laughs> picture derek did have my senior picture um and i thought oh my gosh it's so heartfelt that he kept it uh, it was because it was with their like stuff in the trunk that probably was there since 2020 since march of 2020 but i still count it because uh, he didn't actively try to throw it away. I'm I'm slightly disappointed that no one blew that up and made it like a tifo or something like I, or at least one of those like giant heads you know that you see in the crowds oh, at things like yeah me sitting backwards on a chair like uh, AC Slater and uh, Saved by the Bell preppy um, big old 2004 on there oh no no one um, no one had any fond memories like that but it was it was just nice to see people like i haven't yeah. seen alex in any of the alexes in a very long time like i've seen brian lenoy i've seen him sporadically over the last year or so i saw zach at the mls cup so that was that was cool i saw our buddy elijah actually it, it ended up being a trio of us sitting together in the nordic it was uh elijah our backup bryant the bub all the way up uh, near Ann Arbor, Michigan, came down for the match because he's a season ticket holder. And I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the match if it wasn't for him. Um, so the two of us were in there. And then Doug Hildreth. Hey. Who, I need to tell you a quick story about Doug. Uh, if you folks don't know, he is one of the writers on Massive Report. 
He's also like a high school band teacher. He's married. He has a couple kids. So he just finished the school year. Him and his wife planned a vacation out. And when he saw June 19th was the last crew match, he got his wife to end their vacation early and fly home early. Wow. That's uh... with like a six week old kid. Not kidding. A six week old kid and an older kid who I think was like four or five. He's going to correct me. I asked him at the tailgate, which I guess there too. And I probably got that wrong, but no, he, um, he, he's actually 17. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he drove him to the tailgate. He was a right. designated driver. No, he, um, so he didn't, he got the trip ended early. And then also they had flight issues. So they had issues getting to back to home and he like barely made it, I guess. And it was just this crazy route just to get there. We saw Eric and Dave from two rash challenges. I acted like I didn't know who Dave was just to keep in line with how he treated me a few weeks ago. No, he did apologize. If you were a listener of the pod a couple weeks ago, we talked about how Dave from two rash challenges. I saw him when I was with my wife on our anniversary and I walked past like, Hey Dave, and he looked back at me, he said, Hey man. And then kept walking. He gave that like that standard hi person. I don't really know. I'm just going to keep going. He did apologize and say, I didn't know who you were, but then I already walked past you and blah, blah, blah. He blew smoke up my behind, sure. but you know what? I'll take it every, you know, I take flattery wherever I can get it. Um, so it was nice seeing them in person. Uh, saw a, a one, uh, Mike Slutson. Any any fans of uh, uh, the Twitter were out there? We saw Mike Slutson out there. We saw Tanya out there. She came with her mom. It was a cool. It was a cool hangout. We saw Mike Yeager. Oh, uh, hey. Mike Yeager came around too. He didn't have a Brian Mikuzi, but you know, no one's perfect. Uh, I kind of got around. I, I didn't make too many circles of the mega tailgate. I kind of just hung out at the at the core tailgate i don't know i think it was just cool hanging out there and i mean brian lenoy was doing all the um he was doing all the grilling and the dude was killing it i i don't know how much i ate but i ate a good amount it was it was it was a good time we met a lot of a lot of cool people um oh i saw jeff also jeff miller these are all names from twitter but who are people in real life too also justin edwards who is he's a new uh crew supporter He's a part of the hashtag Bam Fam. I was able to meet him in person too. It was just man, it was chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, man, chicken soup for the soul. Columbus Crew Tailgate Edition. That's what that was on that tailgate. So I was really fortunate to um, to be out there and and kind of kind of soak it all in. Um, but anyway, let, let's get to the match. We got into uh, the Nordic. We were sitting at the top of the Nordic just because we wanted to we didn't try to rush to get in there and get the first seat elijah he wanted to kind of sit in the back that's good because we can kind of see everything we can uh, get a good view of the stadium of the nordic below us and I, i know the crew scored two goals if you ask me anything really tactically outside of that um it's hard for me to say, so I'm going to hand it, hand the baton over to you. Brian, what did you see from uh, the cruisers taking on the Bridgeview fire? Um, I think I noticed one thing I noticed right away is, is kind of watching it. Lucas Celerion is finally not having to be like Superman mm-hmm. for us to score goals. Like, I think that was a problem early in the season. Like it just seemed like they, 
they flowed so much better in this game than they than they've seemed to a lot this year. I know we were we were all kind of worried, like, oh my god, like the only one who seems to be playing well offensively is Lucas, and yeah, you know, Jossie hadn't really gotten going. Obviously, Jossie with a couple goals. Like, I think just it it seems like they're finally starting to get healthy and starting mm-hmm. to get right, starting to get some. Uh, you know, I think this time off with the you know the international break and everything did the team some good. Um, yeah, I think they're just getting healthy. It looks like they're starting to flow a little better. One person I, I really want to shout out, and I know at times he gets some flack from our fan base, but I'm really impressed with the way Pedro Santos is playing at left back. I was about to say, the one thing uh, I do remember tactically about the match was how Pedro Santos, not even just in his offensive duties, but defensively. Yeah dude showed out he showed out on he saturday is. he was like their best outside of like a jonathan mensa you know josh williams type he was one of their best defenders on the night yeah no he he has really like his um his willingness obviously to go back there for somebody who's a winger he's used to getting forward he's used to you know wants to be creating chances um to somebody who's back there who yeah he's still getting forward like he's still an offensive uh, certainly a more offensive minded um, fullback, but man, for somebody like that, who doesn't naturally play that position to get back there and play that well defensively. And I think he's done that twice now um, yeah. is really, really impressive. And I think it's big for this team. Cause we, you know, we talked about how loaded we were at winger. Like there's a ton mm-hmm. of ton of guys, ton of wingers. Like this team is not, not short on those. So to get, you know, this situation where you get your best players on the field, yeah. If you can open up that one of those winger spots to get some of those other guys some playing time, you know, because Derek Etienne, I thought played played really well in the game. Um, yeah. Matan, when he came on, I thought played really well. Um, so this is a team now that you know when obviously when Milton Valenzuela comes back, he's the he's the starting left back. I mean, he's, oh for sure, right. You know, I'm not going to go that far, but science seal delivered him and Harrison awful. I think Harrison awful still has oh, a yeah. really good, solid, at least through this season. I think they, they have to plan for the future, but he's still, I think he's still great out there. I know not everybody agrees with that, but, but to know that you have that, you know, that option, right. To know yeah. that you have somebody that can come in who's, who's not only, um, able to but willing to clearly because I think I think he kind of sees like hey this is what's best for the team like he's you know because that's a you know he's he may not show up on the stat sheet playing back there but he's going to get back there and I think sacrifice for the team and yeah he's still getting forward and creating some chances like he does but um, yeah I was really I think offensively I was really impressed with with him and then defensively I mean obviously um, I thought they played really well too mm-hmm. you know we were all worried with the news that broke during the week with Eloy um Ugh. not playing in that which i know we don't need to spend a ton of time on this but dude no no we can take we can take some time what are your thoughts quick straw poll what are your thoughts on um booing your own players for not getting vaccinated i i'm not going to go so far and it's not because you're missing matches and it's not we the missing match whatever i mean evan bush did a really good job he's a veteran keeper we have goalkeeper depth but no that sorry what what do you think about i'm not talking about missing matches i don't care about you missing a match i do though in a sense like i don't care from a 
from a standpoint of, yes, Evan Bush came in. Evan Bush is a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He's probably going to play from time to time anyway with schedule congestion, all that good stuff. But let me ask you, let me put this in another context. Let's take sports out of this for a second. Let's take vaccinations out of this for a second. You and I both are professionals, right? You and I both have a job to do. Um, if one of us made a decision like that, that then potentially kept our team from being able to do its best Mm -hmm. in any other context, you would call that selfish. Yeah. And that's, you know what I mean? So yeah, I kind of do have, I kind of do have a problem with it from a missing game standpoint, even like, yeah, cool. It worked out. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't recall really Chicago having too many chances. I don't think. I don't think Bush no. really had to do all that much anyway. But I think he might have had like one or two saves that I remember, but they weren't like he had to make a huge diving save. He didn't have right. to stretch out to stop anything. Yeah. But I'm gonna, you know, and, and I think I don't think Eli Room is a bad person. I don't think he's a selfish. I'm not even gonna go so far as to say he's a selfish person. No, By any I, I, means. we don't know if he's like an anti-vaxxer. He could have just been like, I'm busy or I'm a, obl- or I don't think about it, or I'm just oblivious to it. Like sure. it, it could be one of, we don't, we're not ins- like insinuating anything. He hasn't had any posts on Instagram that are, you know, comparing <laughs> vaccines to like murder or anything like that. Right. Like some other professional athletes have done, but no. Right. But you know, you got your, your job as a professional athlete is to keep yourself healthy and be available to playing games as, as much as as much as possible. Of course, you're also a human being. You have a life. You have a family. Everybody, I think, understands that. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that's reasonable understands that. Anyway, you're going to get the crazies out there, whatever. But man, I kind of need you to get vaccinated. Like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a job not only obviously as a as a athlete to be there for your team, but just as a human being. Like I get, you know, I, I've never met Eli Room. I don't, you know, I know nothing about him really other than mostly what he does on the field, on the pitch. Um, but man, I kind of just, people at this point, you've had time. Like, and he's not a person who's, you know, I get it. MLS athletes don't make near as much as some other athletes, this, that, and the other. He ain't starving. He's, he, if he, if he, wanted to be vaccines. right the vaccines are free he's he could take a few minutes and well when i say that where i'm going is more so like i get it if you're working 80 hours a week or something and you know i i can i i still think that's an excuse but i can see it Eli yeah. room man you got to go get the vaccine like i'm sorry come on yeah and we anybody out there just get the vaccine just kidding. Okay, vaccinations aside, they they won, yeah, two nil. Um, I I would say after the match for me was was the best because I Bet. <clears throat> excuse me, um, it, it felt like back at MLS Cup 2020 because I was in the Nordic back then and they came over and they sang there the trophy. It almost felt like that. It was up to that level. Yeah, I think. It, and and one thing. Chant, they started chanting Dos Acero for those who aren't familiar with U.S. Uh, soccer history. It's uh, United States beat Mexico four times, two to zero, in that house that they just sent off Saturday night. Um, and they called Dos Acero. Anyway, they beat Chicago by the same scoreline, and they started chanting it, which 
for any other context, like we see this all the time on Twitter where some talking head will say, oh, Dosacero for a match that like wasn't in Columbus or it was the United States beating somebody two to zero. And usually crew supporters are the first ones to come out and say, that's not Dosacero. Dosacero is in Columbus. It's USA versus Mexico. But I think like, it was different that night just because you were closing it out and it was such a fitting way, even though it wasn't us versus Mexico, it's still in that moment. It felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. And if everybody was on the same page with it after the match, like I couldn't see anybody leave. I was looking at other yeah. sections outside the Nordeca. Nobody left. It, it felt like everybody stayed and they, we, you know, they, they walked around the pitch. They sang wise men. They did the fireworks afterwards. But it just the fireworks. I'm sure that keeps some people in the seats. But I honestly felt like most people would have stayed in the stands after that match if there weren't fireworks going yeah. off. It was just that kind of feeling inside the stadium for folks who knew what was happening and knew it was the last match. I'm sure there's a handful of folks who are come to a soccer match and don't know. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, and to be able to share it with folks like. Elijah and and Doug too, where Doug and I haven't really hung out much in person, but someone I've talked to about the crew for a year and a half now, it was, it was cool. Wasn't perfect because you weren't there, Bryant, but it was still something that like that um, MLS cup. Those are all things I'm going to uh, remember for a very long time. As long as my brain allows me to. Yeah. I I saw obviously a lot of uh, video and stuff on social media, um, after the fact, a lot of a lot of people shared the videos, and yeah, it was so cool just to to see everybody kind of again the send off. I think that the place deserved. I know I read a um or the massive one of the massive report articles this week was talk. I think I read it this afternoon was talking about it and talked about that this was the send off that the MLS Cup last year didn't get but deserved. Um, was the atmosphere in the stands with you know obviously the place being packed you know, mm. guild, you know, shoulder to shoulder and everybody, you know, was crazy. The, the atmosphere shout out to everybody that was in the stands. Cause the atmosphere um, throughout the game for somebody that watched, was not there in person, obviously, but watched it on TV. The atmosphere there was insane. Like the chants, the singing the whole time. It was loud. It was, it was really cool. I was really jealous uh, watching it, obviously, and then seeing the, the videos and everything after the fact, um, I heard a rumor that a couple of the players were sitting in the Nordeca that couldn't play. Um, I think Artur, uh, I heard, was in the... <laughs> he might have been. I'm not sure. I didn't... Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see anything post-match about that. But I, I also haven't actively like searched for it or read any kind of nostalgia-like pieces about it. Um, so that could just be my own missing it. But uh, that, it wouldn't shock me. I know some players ran into the stands afterwards after the match is over. A few players ran into the the Nordic for at least a few seconds, but no, I'll have to look. I'll have to look into that or so try to substantiate the rumor. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's it was a really cool way to uh, to send it off. Now it's really exciting. I think I'm hoping that um, obviously it's not as 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 special as you know the last game at, ever at that stadium, but I'm hoping the atmosphere can stay. Like maybe some of those people who. Um, maybe went and hadn't been to a game in a while. Cause I'm sure there were people probably that went that hadn't been to a game in a while. 
I'm just hoping for, you know, for the sake of the club and for the sake of the atmosphere for the players, the players deserve the best atmosphere possible. And a lot of those people keep going to matches now. Maybe that was the, um, you know, it's the old people used to joke when I was a kid about going to church, right? You go, you hadn't been to church in a while and you go and you hear this. Easter great, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. The seat I used to hear, uh, I had a, uh, I used to hear an old man that described himself as the CEO of church because he only went on Christmas, Easter and other holidays. Um <laughs> But it's, you know, it's like that, right? You go and you have this amazing experience or whatever. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to go back to church more often or, you know, whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that some of those, maybe those lapsed uh, crew fans that maybe were there, um, you know, get out there. Because, yeah, it was really cool to see that kind of an atmosphere because I know it hasn't always been that way at Matt Free in the last few years. So I'm hoping some of that can carry over to the, uh, to the obviously the brand shiny new stadium with all the cool uh, features and amenities and yeah. and all that good stuff. So yeah, it was uh it was really cool. I'm glad that that came through uh, the audience. I'm glad that came through the television there because it it definitely it definitely was. And I sometimes it's hard to know how that gets portrayed across the TV screen. So that's good to that's good to hear. On my way back to my car because I didn't pay for parking, I had to go out the same way. Um, I had been going to matches for the last few years, trying my best not to pay for parking. Uh, so I walked over to the campus, which even walking um, back, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Like this is the last time I'm going to park on 4th Street and walk over to, you know, a uh, historic crew stadium. On the way back, I was, of course, not walking alone at that point. On the way there, I was. On the way back, there was a ton of people. Somebody complimented me for... Um, she, they said nice flag because I brought my uh, Ghostbusters themed TIFO two stick, which I did not hold up much uh, because once I got to the seat and I held it up like once, my sewing job apparently wasn't very good. And one of the <laughs> sides of the TIFO would not stay up because there was a hole at the top of it where the pole goes through. Um, so <laughs> I didn't hold that up very much. Uh, it was kind of under our feet the whole match. So I'm carrying it back. And I jokingly said to him, oh, it's it's a, it's a banner. And we started talking a little bit and ended up talking then to her her partner. And we're talking about the flag. And she's like, oh, yeah, my dad is the chaplain for the crew. I was like, whoa, really? And he, she's like, yeah, he's uh, I've been coming to these matches since I was a kid. He's been chaplain for the team like since they started pretty much. I was like, damn, that's that's pretty awesome. And she talked about how she's a Red Bulls fan, got to pray for. Her. And then aptly, we talked about conversation. Uh, I asked him about parenting tips because he had a daughter. His daughter's wife was with her. And I was just like, hey, what, what tips do you have for me? Because I'm further you know, back in the parenting life cycle. And he said, just tell them that they have free will, which is probably how she became a Red Bulls fan. Um, and stay a Red Bulls fan this long, but um, it was it was a cool conversation. He left me with these two, I guess you could call them like tracks almost, but they were like cards. It was like a sports card of Jonathan Mensa, which was which was pretty awesome. I, I think yeah. it was cool. And it, it, he just uh, a fun conversation to have, and it was on the whole way back to the car, so it was nice to just converse with people and getting to know somebody who has a connection to the club. And probably for him, being in the last match in that stadium is. He's yeah. probably been in a lot of <laughs> matches or been in that stadium an awful lot over the last uh, 20 plus years. So it was cool to cool to be able to talk to him about it. That is awesome. Let's shift gears. That was fun. We're getting to a conversation that um, we asked people on the internets, on Twitter and Instagram, what you thought about 
the rivalry potentially, or is it a rivalry at all? I should say, I, I asked the people on the internet, you know, the real movers and shakers of our day, what they thought about this uh, quote unquote rivalry, if they believed it was or not. 67% of people said what Bryant, what do you think? 67% of people said yes or no. I think in 67 said yes. 67% said no. Really? Out of 85 people on the Twitters, 67% said no, Austin is not a rival. Now, I want to refresh your memories, everybody, because we've talked about this before. This isn't the first rodeo for us, no pun intended, since it's in Texas. You know, ro- they do rodeos down there, right? That's a big thing. Uh, I've never been there, but I'm going to go with yes. Sure. Okay. I trust your, I trust your expertise on that, uh, even though you just say you've never been there. We talked about this before, Bryant. Um, refresh everybody's memory. Where do you kind of fall on is Austin a rival? Give us a, a, an elevator speech. Give us about sixty seconds of what you think. Um, I my opinion is to me they're not. I, I think among I, I feel like among the general crew fan base they are. So I was really shocked by that by that number. To me they're not, and I don't. Uh, I come from a very unique perspective in that I'm not a long time crew fan. I've really only been a crew fan the last few years um, from basically the time we moved to the town to we moved to Columbus. Um, barely knew what MLS was before we moved to Columbus. Um, and, you know, when I moved the whole, you know, crew leaving headed to Austin stuff had already broken. That was already a thing. It was kind of, you know, viewed by most as a done deal. Of course, the, the save the crew movement happened, everything happened. The team remains in town. And that's really when I chose to invest. Because I, I was when I first moved, it, it was already seemed like a foregone conclusion that they were gone. And so I wasn't really going to invest in something that probably was going to be here next year. Um, that being said, I did invest in the team now. I'm very invested in the team, love the team. Um, but I think because I didn't go through the same emotional roller coaster as I think a lot, most I would say probably 90, at least 90 percent of the fan base did. Um, I just, I don't really think about them. Like I don't, it's not even that I don't really consider them a rival to me. They might as well be, I don't know, some team that you never think about the Colorado Rapids or something like just some like random salt Lake, right? Some team out West that like sporting Casey, like just some team that nobody that I didn't even barely enters my brain until we play them because I just don't really give them the real estate in my head. Um, you know, I hate pre-court. I hate him from the standpoint of I hate all people of his ilk. And, you know, I'm very pro guillotine in that regard. <laughs> um, but, you know, their fan base, the team itself, like it's not even that I don't consider them a rival. Like I don't really even care. Like I want the crew to beat them, but I want the crew to beat everybody they play. <laughs> so that doesn't really you know, to me, our, our biggest rival is Cincinnati. And I don't really think it's close after that. Um, so that's just kind of my quick and dirty thoughts on it. And that's the bottom line. Because Brian Caves said so. Let me get a hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to go a different route. I All of the things you say are very logical. All the things you say about you know the owner and I, I I get it. I don't think there's any logic 
when I become like, when I click on the supporters sure. switch, because when I write about soccer, when I write about it, I'm not writing about it as a supporter. I'm not, I'm writing about it as what happened in the match. You can see how countless NWSL power ranking articles that I've done over at beyond women's sports, where I have the red stars. I don't think they've been in the upper half and it's not because I'm putting them down there because I am a supporter. I, when I look at things, when I'm writing about it, I try to look at it like very objectively, how are sure. they playing? What's going on? I, Cause I'm not going to connect myself to one team. When I'm a supporter, all that goes out the window. I throw all of that out the window. I throw logic out the window because that's the one area in life really where you can do that. I think people do that on social media, but that ends up hurting people and you people use it maliciously. Even as a kid, I am all about the rivalry. I grew up a Browns fan. I mean, you grew up, you know, in Florida. So you had Florida state versus Miami, Florida state versus Florida university. I grew up with very pro sports in my household. We didn't care about Ohio state, Michigan. We didn't talk about it all that much. Um, We lived in Northeast Ohio. My family was from Cleveland. So I have hated the Steelers my entire life. I've hated like when the Ravens, and this is the, the like for like comparison when the Ravens moved, you better, you better believe the Ravens are a rivalry. People are like, sure. oh, well, the Browns play them twice every year. I think playing Austin – actually, nobody said that. I'm going to go through some responses here in a moment. I just want to get out my views first uh, because it's our podcast. We go first, okay? So if you're waiting to hear your at Twitter handle, you don't even follow us, so it doesn't matter because I don't think most and if you And if you don't follow us, you ain't getting red. <laughs> yeah, you're. You're. I'm leaving. Uh, oh, we could do that. No, I'm not going to do. That. I'm not going to be petty. There's only a few. Uh, there's a few I wanted to read anyway. <laughs> Bitch, I'm Tom Petty. Let's go. <laughs> Rest in peace. Oh man, now I'm sad. Um, one of the arguments that we didn't hear on the replies, but people say, "Well, we're not even going to play Austin every year." That makes it even more of a rivalry because it's never going to be watered down. It's going to be every time we play once a year, we're going to cherish that one time we get to play them. And then this weekend, oh, we could be the first team in MLS, first MLS goal scored in that stadium. How amazing would that be to be the first, the first goal scored in MLS play? Because the U.S. women did play there last week, earlier this week, last week, last week. Because it's Monday. Yes. Yeah, they played last week and they scored the first goal. So this would be the first MLS goal, and that would be so awesome for it to happen. I'm going to read through some of the thoughts because there are things that you've kind of touched on, things that I've kind of touched on. And I don't want to, um, we're not going to rip all of them apart. I think there are a couple I think would be nice to rip apart. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll just kind of uh, go down the line and see. First one I'm going to throw out there right away is Darby Schaff said, I hate lima beans. I don't consider them a rival. Which, uh, Darby, this is not a crew food wars threat. So, um uh, we're not talking about lima beans. We've we've got plenty of we got plenty of takes. I think the next few crew food wars you see, we're going to get involved. Because um, <laughs> if there's one thing we are, it's uh, we have food takes. Oh, and, oh yeah. And, uh, so we'll, we'll get involved in the next few crew food wars. But, but I, Darby, I, I get what you're trying to say. I know he he doesn't listen, but I get what you're trying to say. I, I understand. But um, let's let's go through some more. Um, one is from at Jenny of Ohio. Is MLS trying its darndest to make them a rival? Yes. 
but I'd say it's fabricated. I, maybe I'm not paying as much attention to MLS marketing. I know they play a national game where people say nationally televised. It's on like FS1 or ESPN. It's not like on CBS or ABC. It's not on a network TV station. I maybe I have different levels of how important the stations are, but I, I know they're playing a Sunday match. I didn't think that the MLS was pushing this very much. Are you on the pulse of the MLS marketing? Have you seen a lot about this? Because I, I really haven't seen MLS hyping this up as a huge match. I think I'm even less on the pulse than you are of the okay. MLS uh, marketing machine. We'll have to trust Jenny. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen, um, I've seen nothing about it. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, if they're going to push something, I mean, it makes sense to push that when you've got the defending champs, right? You've got one of the first matches in a new, with a new team in a new stadium. Yeah. Of course you're gonna like, that's just, MLS in general, like, yeah, if it wasn't us, it'd be, you know, if they were playing Chicago this week, you know what I mean? Like MLS is going to push, always pushes the new, the new squads. And especially they're going to try and push a new stadium and a new, in a new market. Like, yeah. and then when you, when you factor in and I know everybody says the MLS hates us and there's this like grand conspiracy against the crew and all this Don Garber is mad that we showed him up and blah, blah, blah. I don't buy that for a second, but so you've got the defending champs. I could buy it for a second or two, maybe. But the, the the whole bar, the whole real estate scheme is about getting new industry, getting new yeah. cities out there, getting new stuff in there. So you got to get new land. So you always have to hype up the new hotness just to get more cities thinking, oh, that could be us. And then Pon- once you get into the league, three years later, it's like, okay, merp. <laughs> a Ponzi scheme only works if you get new marks and on the Ponzi scheme. Right. Okay, expansion's like- <laughs> not going to end. We're going to have two hundred MLS teams here folks so hold on I mean, to your hats you know it's bernie madoff here guys we're uh we're, we're only we're only expanding I went in my bernie sanders impersonation I'm like no wrong bernie wrong bernie do that. A, no very yeah. very different bernie different bernie yeah he's the one trying to take money from rich people right he's doing the reverse ponzi scheme well um, if, if you think about it bernie madoff was taking money from rich people too that's true but he wasn't doing like the robin hood type thing no, it was more uh, Prince Prince John, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going. Um, Jim Bach, J at J P Bach, I'll be Bach, said, um, not to me, just another Western Conference team like Colorado or Vancouver. Nail on the head. Boom. Right, right there what you said. Um, Frank Barber said, yes, because you two crew supporters have such a lovely disdain for them. Um, which... Uh, uh, Frank, you just heard that one of us has a disdain. The other one has a mild meh towards them. But um, Frank is always going to agree with you, probably, Brian, because he likes you more. So um, we'll just say that's one for not a rivalry. Um, at the, Albert J. The Shulman. Demon barber, the demon barber of Fleet Street. The, the demon barber of Tuscaloosa. Roll tat. No, roll turd. Um, at Albert J. Shulman. Sounds like a lawyer commercial. I think there's a Shulman and Associates. I don't know if he's the lawyer for them. Anyway, Albert J. Shulman said, uh, rivalries are good-natured sporting relationship between teams and their fans. There is nothing supporting in what AP tried to do to us. We all know the league and media will try to cash in on our pain but turn into a storyline, and I won't participate in that. First thing I want to say, rivalries are not good-natured sporting relationships. I have no good feelings towards anybody who's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I have no, like, seriously, I, if I see people online and like Steelers is their logo on their page or anything like that, 
I don't even give it the time of day. I quit. I don't think it's like, oh, we're just gonna have a good natured ribbing. I do not like them. No, if I if I I'm do out, not like them, they're not I'm good. Out. This is this is from somebody. Now I don't know Albert past this because he doesn't follow us, so I'm not following you. Um, he, this sounds like a very from Columbus take. Like I, I growing up in a pro sports, I now I understand Ohio State, and Michigan. That's not good natured. You can't no. you can't say that's good natured. You like, take out they take out the damn M on everything the week of the game, like. And some people take it as a joke, but there are people, serious people. It is not good natured. There's, and I'm not even, I don't even consider myself a crazy sports fan. Would you think I'm a crazy sports fan? No, I mean, you're not. I know crazy sports fans. I've seen people fight, like literally fist fight at stuff. No, you're not a. I wouldn't fight, but I don't think that's the level either from good natured to not good natured. I, like I said, I think there are rivalries. I do not. I, I've not met any Austin supporters that I like. Let's just I haven't no, met I, anybody. I think you can have a I think you can have a I don't even know that I call it a rivalry, but something that's just like built on respect. Like you might you might respect somebody else and you want to beat them, but you don't hate their guts. I don't I mean I guess you could call that a rivalry if you want to, but um I don't I can't think of a crew example of a team that's like we really hate them. We respect, you know, that they've done well, you know, because those situations exist. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for teams like, but yeah, I mean, I just don't like, I don't know. Uh, this has kind of been a, a, a trend too. And um, we're talking kind of back a, a couple of responses ago about how the league is trying to make it. We got another response from Ad Bailey Taylor. Uh, which we do follow each other, and she's a really nice person. Uh, the fans, for whatever you know, who I'm talking about, I do. Good she's people. nice people. She's good people. Um, the fans, for whatever reason, are desperately trying to make it one. I don't know why. My beef is not with the city of Austin or their fan base. I wish them the best of luck. Seems like an amazing city with great supporters. It sucks they have pre-court as their owner. Two things I want to say. Um, this is the second time now, and I remembered my point about this: is that the league or the fans are trying to make it a rivalry. The league has tried to make rivalries before. They made Toronto versus Columbus. They made a Trillium Cup, which nobody cares about. Yeah. They made they that is a made rivalry with no real reason. Chicago Fire were our rivals because we're both Midwestern teams. They're about six hours away from each other. Yeah. There's no they were two Midwestern teams. Brian McBride left. He came back to the US, went to Chicago. So they're at first, it was just competitive convenience because that was your closest team you played against, right? When Brian McBride came back, that was a little bit of, okay, I don't like this. I don't like them. I would see Chicago as like a a, a B-level, like a second, third-tier rival for Columbus. Tell me that there's not a better reason. And this is, goes in my second point. A lot of people, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read all of them. A lot of people said, well, we, I'm not mad at the people of Austin. I had the people of Austin didn't do anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. We're so used to, I think, following teams after they've already been established. Like when I was born, I followed the Browns when our model was the owner. You follow a team already not knowing about how did the owner get there? Most of the time, they just buy into it. Now with MLS, you're getting a lot of expansion. So they're not just new owners. They're, they're getting an expansion fee. They're doing this. This owner, we know the story. <laughs> we, we've seen the story. We've seen everything that he did or didn't do in Columbus. Now he's over there. He started a team 
took it from another team. I don't get the whole league or fans are trying to make it a rivalry. He made it a rivalry. We no, know yeah, how I we don't... got the team. We know this. Like we, This isn't the Premier League where we join a club that's been around for 150 years. This is We know what happened. This is a great reason to have a rivalry. This is the one that the league didn't have to do because and, we, we see what happened. And, and I don't think this is the type of rivalry, though. At least, at least I, don't know about, I don't know about your feelings, but you talked about your hatred of the Steelers, right? Yeah. Like if you see someone with a Steelers jersey on out and about or you, you know, your hair on the back of your neck stands up and you kind of get that you'd never fight anybody, but you kind of get Stomach that urge. Turns, yeah. yeah. I don't think you would do that as much with an with Austin because I don't think you hate their fan base. Now you hate the ones that are you hate the ones that are obnoxious and that are assholes about it because you know you're going to get that type too that I know shocking people they're assholes on the internet. Uh, <laughs> newsflash: I don't know if you knew that, um, but I don't know that you have at least. Make, correct me if I'm wrong. That you have that type of hatred that if you see somebody in Columbus wearing Austin stuff, they're there to troll. Um, and yes, you should hate that. It's on the area. Yeah. If I, if, if I see somebody in Columbus in an Austin Jersey, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be probably as annoyed as seeing a Steelers fan. But um, when it, you're... It's right up there. If I was in Texas, no, I wouldn't. If I was in, if I was outside of Texas, if I was like around you, or if I was in like the mid Atlantic area and I saw somebody wearing Austin kit, I would be like, where are you from? If they're not from Austin and they're just latching onto the new hotness, I would see it like, okay, take a seat. I need to walk you. Th- I need to teach you something. And I would actively try to have them not be an Austin supporter. Here's, here's the thing. And I think it's a conversation. I know you mentioned, we know how the owner got their money and how, well, how they got the team and all Trust this kind fund, of stuff. Baby. Here's, here's the thing. When you say that. I wouldn't spend, if that's going to be a criteria, I wouldn't spend too much time researching how any person that owns a team got their money or how but, they came, how they came to acquire the team. Like I get it. What he did to get that old of that team was shitty. He's a, he's a bad. This is human all being. within sports. This is, and, and I get that part. We've talked about this in, in nauseam on Twitter and on our show about, about the Qatar world cup, about, teams like Manchester city. I'm not trying to call you out Frank Barker. Okay. I'm just using it as an example. We know that there are some teams out there that have really horrible means by which they've gotten their money. I'm only keeping this in the sports world right now. And I'm not trying to compartmentalize it because I know Haslam has had his issues. The Haslam family has had their issues with flying J and trying to get the, I almost said flying V. Uh, the mighty ducks uh, don't you right here. ever put the I mighty ducks I, I took in, it away in context away. with something bad sir but he um he had some controversies behind his name the edwards family i they did real estate i i don't know of any controversies behind their name or anything like that um i i know what you're saying but i'm strictly looking at this as a sports transaction and this is the whole world that's completely illogical for me and i don't need it to be logical so i i i know what he did and i know that he's there and i know that he's financially benefiting from having a team and that he has a lot of people who can just completely ignore it i just can't ignore it yeah i just no, can't ignore it i think you're in and i don't know that there's there are going to be some people that say it i'm not it, myself personally 
my take on what you're saying is I'm not telling you that your feelings aren't valid. No, right? no. Because I, th- I think they're completely valid. I just, I think you and I come from different, um, we come from different perspectives on it, right? Like we've, we've, we have, I'm a, I'm a petty human being. Oh, I, you know, you know me, you know, my levels <laughs> of pettiness. Am I, I believe I said a few minutes ago, motherfucker, I'm Tom Petty. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, she was an American girl. Raised on mm-hmm. promises. Oh, yeah. I went the, I was in the wrong verse. Sorry. Go ahead. Gaines, Gaines, Gainesville, Florida's own Tom Petty, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, this is not, this is not the one that, I don't know, just doesn't, uh, doesn't do it for me. I mean, I want us to win. Um, I want us to beat. Austin, I'm not going to say, you know, on the list of teams that I dislike, they're not like 32nd or something, you know, it's not like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it's, um, they're, they're solidly probably in the top 10. I mean, there's a little bit there, but it's not near to the, you know, I, I, you know, dislike, I think for one teams in our conference more. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to dislike a, a Cincinnati, obviously, because of proximity. Hell is real. Yeah, Cincinnati's Sh- the number one rivalry. Chicago, that, I think the Chicago one's baked in. I think, you know, Toronto, even because it's fun to boo Michael Bradley. <laughs> um, I think booing Michael Bradley is always something that everyone should do. Don't let the uh, people with takes on Twitter that, that that's uh, uncivilized. Again, this is sports. We're here to have fun. Boo the hell out of Michael Bradley everywhere he goes. The Caillou looking bastard. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like those are two. Nashville. I think Nashville could be a fun, like Nashville could be a fun rival. You've got the whole, they stole, tried to steal our colors, mm. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But, I, you know, it's just for me, I don't know. Doesn't, uh, doesn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, I, I, it goes to Cincinnati's number one, Austin's number two. In more ways than one, but they're number two um, in this rivalry list. Uh, I see what you did there. That that was unintentional, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. I play in that the whole time. Um, other responses are kind of in uh, the same uh, the same vein, you could say. At Shawshank SC, only in the sense that Precourt owns them, um, killing them with indifferences. Uh, with indifferences was with indifference was something that um, Nui at. O N U H W T uh, said he's going to uh, kill him with not giving them any attention. Um, I, that was most of the responses that we got um, I, as a, no, this is a good one because they used a scrubs, Jeff. I know you've never watched scrubs before Bryant, which is your loss, but um, at the prodigal twit, which is a good Twitter handle too. Uh, yes. as a crew fan. It's weird. I don't want to root against them. I just want to ignore them. That makes sense. I, I get no. it. Uh, Mike Cornell, I voted yes because I want them to lose every game. But unlike a normal rival, I have zero respect for them. I'm not looking at their scoreline. I'm not looking at Cincinnati's scoreline. Uh, also, Mike Slutson, he came in with his own take on it. I will always hate the club for obvious reasons and the fans for the way they acted when they thought they were getting the crew. Always. That's kind of what I feel. I'm always going to dislike the team for how it came that way and the people who are okay with it. And you know what the fun thing in a sports world, if I'm, if I worked with, this is just the sports world. I would never hate a person for themselves and who they are outside of their one sporting decision. And I would just hate that one decision. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fun thing about sports is we can all, um enjoy our sports from whatever again as long as you're not 
hurting other people or being an mm-hmm. asshole about it. We can all enjoy it how, how we want to, which I think is one of the cool things Like you can, you can choose to have, you know, a natural hate for some, for somebody, if you mm-hmm. absolutely want to, again, as long as you're not a, um, you know, an asshole about it to an extent, um, you'd be an asshole, just, you know, not a, leave it, stick to sports, you know, as they used to say to, uh, to used people to. online. Yeah. Well, Every they day. still do stick to sports, right? Like don't, don't get enough. I, I get it over in Europe. They'll like stab each other and shit. Like we don't need any of that, no, but no. you know, there are things about soccer culture overseas that I think would be fun to emulate here. That ain't one of them. No. Uh, um, I will say their willingness to speak up is one that I very much am uh, jealous of um, speak up on political causes and such more so is what I mean, but um, good political causes, not your uh, Italian fan base. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but <sighs> no, I, I think it's, I think that's one of the fun things about sports is like we all, um celebrate and enjoy sports like in our own different ways i think there are people who enjoy it out of pure pure spite and pure schadenfreude and that's what keeps them going and i I think that's fun there's people that hey you know we just want to come and have a good time and we hope everybody uh plays really good and has fun and a sports team that's that's valid too like there's there's uh you know there's a million ways to enjoy it and all of them are as equally valid as one another as long as uh as long as you have fun so we're not telling anybody what you have to do. We're not, although I do write for Master Report, I'm not telling you what you have to do. Um, that's, that wasn't my story. Uh, I did not say them. No, booing Michael Bradley. I booed him with force because I was a supporter. Whenever I have the supporters hat on, um, uh, the hatred only goes towards the sports. It Again, it does not go to the people. So anything we're talking about here today, I would never hurt an Austin fan. I, would never, I couldn't hurt anybody anyway. Maybe emotionally? probably probably um i I would never do that in in real life this is all just sports banter um all of the feedback that you provided to us today um albeit uh wrong was appreciated i'm just kidding it wasn't wrong what you're thinking about the right most people don't think it's a rivalry maybe it's just me wanting uh more of a rivalry but i love um i love having a team to hate when it, when it comes to that illogical side, um, it's really therapeutic. So I'm actively rooting against Austin in everything they do on the field, um, and especially this Saturday when the crew take them on. We also The crew also play Wednesday. They play against the Union, but come on. What match were you going to talk about? Uh, you know, I mean, Philly, Philly doesn't exactly have the most likable fan base in the world. If we're, if we're going to go there. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, any closing (laughs) thoughts on the crew before we move into, uh, the, the red stars day Chicago? Um, no, not really. I think I'm just, I'm excited to see where the team is now that they're, I think getting, getting healthy, getting on the right Mm -hmm. track. It's, uh, to circle back real quick to the soccer. No, I think I'm excited now because it was, I wouldn't say I was getting worried, but, you know, there was always that fear of like, it's hard to get yourself back up after you win, after you kind of reach the mountaintop. Yeah. So it was, it was good to see them kind of, kind of control and kind of dominate a match. Yeah. I hadn't seen that in a while. Sunday will be interesting competitively. You have a lot of former crew players on Austin. Um, you have former crew like coaches in Austin. You have Josh Wolf over there. It's, um, it's going to be interesting, but I think competitively just looking at X's and O's who's on each team, 
Columbus is the favorite team on here. Um, Brad Stuver is amazing. I think he's the, one of the nicest guys in the league whenever he was with the crew. And whenever he left, when he was with New York and he would come to Columbus, I would, he doesn't know who I am. I'm not in the Nordica, but I would still yell like Brad because he was, whenever he was warming up before match, because he was just like such a fan favorite, good guy. I have a story I could tell about that, but uh, he's, he's a really good dude and he's their starting goalkeeper for Austin. Um, he's been playing really well actually um, in his first starting season down there with Austin and then helping their expansion team out. He's their best player right now on the field, which I'm really happy for them uh, for him, excuse me. But also when, when you're, when you're far and away, best players, your goalkeeper, Columbus is good. Columbus has to win. <laughs> Columbus so, has to win. So what you're match. saying is, um, you used to really like him and respect him and thought he was a really nice guy. Now you're hoping he breaks a leg. No, I don't want him to break anything. <laughs> I still think he's a great guy. Um, uh, when, whenever the players are involved, by the way, I don't, unless the player comes out and says something anti-crew or something like that, I, I'm not going to get mad at a player. This is their livelihood. Like you said earlier, they don't get paid. You know, They're not getting guaranteed uh, multi-million dollar contracts only a very, very top percentage of, you know, one percenters in the MLS get that kind of money. So no, I'm never going to shoot down a player uh, for making the decision to play somewhere else. It's just the fans and the owner that I will, um, I will jokingly hate in my illogical fandom. So speaking of, uh, speaking of hate, I hate that neither of us got to watch uh, live the yeah. Chicago Red Stars match this weekend. Um, segue. Hey, I know you were uh, you were at the crew match, and I was uh, watching baseball. <laughs> Maybe Thomas was doing a little drinking. Uh, um, I was. Uh, were you worried about your cats? Did you have to get a, a, a cat sitter? Um, no, we left them uh, food and water in a litter box. Mm-hmm. Can't do we, that with my kids. Anyway, continue. So Red I Stars. Mean, I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, and then child services comes knocking at my door. No, thank you. There's, you know, there's that. Um, but the Red Stars did play a match um, mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, the highlights of which I did watch um, and read some articles about it. And everything said, everything I read and watched told me we really didn't miss much. Um, it was they kind had some of chances. Chicago had some they, chances. They had a couple chances, but uh, I think overall it was just kind of an ugly uh defense which which is obviously the way chicago wants to play chicago wants to play down and dirty and ugly and you know let's try what the heck was that something fell in my cabinet and it made me like shake like uh, i got scared i got goosebumps right now did you hear that in the speaker Uh, i did it was something like fell in the in the pantry it was just something probably on the edge of a shelf your house is haunted or something Oh, they heard you talking bad about. Um, they heard you talking bad about the Red Stars, and you. I, I didn't you say got I the talking... ghost coming out. It's like uh, Frank Barber's house must be really haunted then, because it's... he's trying to get Rory Dames fired. Um, so he probably hears. <laughs> Frank's hashtag Rory. He's hashtag Rory out. We will um... never use hashtag Rory out, Frank. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, Chicago played a uh, really kind of again their kind of match right something that's down and dirty kind of ugly uh scrapped out a 1-1 draw 
with the fighting John Corleone's, the Washington Spirit, which is, are, have we confirmed that he's still going to be a Washington Spirit fan now that Rose Lavelle has nah, uh, gone west? He, yeah, he is because he added me in a NWSL Player of the Week graphic because Andy Sullivan was the Player of the Week and he added me on Instagram. So no. Corleone is still a Washington Spirit fan, and he's trying to rub it in our faces. Let's go through it because Chicago had a Chicago match where they had a lot of offensive pressure, they had a lot of opportunities. Right, uh, Mallory Pugh gets in good positions. Yep. Kilio Watt got into a really good position. Aubrey Bledsoe for Washington Spirit is a good goalkeeper, and yep. <laughs> she is a very good goalkeeper. She stopped Watt's shot. Um, she got in good position where Pew couldn't have a good clean shot on goal. So Bledsoe kept him in the match. I think that the Red Stars are getting to a place where we don't have to worry as much about goals anymore because they're honestly starting to get um, – well, Pew is getting, like we said, every week it's like closer yeah. to 100%. She's getting there. She's get, she's playing 90-minute matches now. She's playing entire matches. She is – if she doesn't go away for the Olympics – Chicago's gonna hurt some teams. I well, think they're really gonna take some teams out during this. I, I, I need break. Rory to stop trying to advocate. I know he get, keeps talking to, about to it get, to get selected. <laughs> like if if he does get her onto the team, maybe I will be Rory out at that point. But oh no, I, I need I need Rory to stop like saying how great she's playing. And man, I'd pick her if I were. You know, I've known Vlatko. I think you said something like I've known Vlatko for years, and you know he'd be crazy not to pick her the way she's playing. And I'm just like Rory, shut up! <laughs> Do not. I put, on the BW on Beyond Women's Sports, we did this uh, roster prediction. Um, we all pred- the four soccer writers over on the website. We all predicted the uh, 22 players that will go over to um, Tokyo, who they would pick. Um, I was the only person of the four who put Mal Pugh on there. I put her in as a as an alternate as one of the four alternates, but I was, I was saying the same thing that Rory's saying, like she's playing so well. She was on the team in training before the season, but she was injured. So they're trying to get her back up to health. She's healthy now. Why she wasn't in the summer series, why she wouldn't be on the Olympic roster. I know Olympics has a slightly smaller roster, but did you watch any of the U S women's national team matches? I didn't get a chance to No. The first match against Portugal, they won one to zero. They looked like they needed somebody who could be creative on the offensive side. And she is somebody who could be creative on the offensive side. I, it seems like she's not going to get picked because she wasn't at the summer series. If I was a player on that team, I would probably be annoyed if I went to the summer series, got called up to the camp, was in She Believes Cup, played minutes, and then wasn't picked over somebody who wasn't called up. I would be a little angry, but if you want your best 18 out there, best 22 to go to Tokyo, how is she not one of the best? How is she not one of the best? Look, we're, we're, you know, we got a reputation to uphold (laughs) in this country. We're the best at women's soccer and it's not close. No, we, we need the 18 best women there to win. If Mal Pugh is one of the 18 best women, she should be there. Now, that being said, I care way more about my club than my country when it comes <laughs> to sports. So I hope she doesn't because not only do I want her not to go, I want her staying home 
and I think I made this case a couple weeks ago about this too. I want her home and with that chip on her shoulder that like, oh, I'm going to show you, you bastards. Chip not, for the chip. We're going to get yeah. that NWSL chip. Yeah. Not not picking me for the team. I'm going to, every time she scores, she does like a celebration v. of like putting a medal on her neck or something. Oh, like I was thinking she makes the V with her hands, goes to the camera and holds a V for Vladko. Be like, hey, you could have had this. Could have had you. You could have had a bad bitch, non-committal. Non-committal. Help you with your help you with your gold medal. Just a just little. A little. <laughs> they haven't won a gold medal since 2012, so it's not like guaranteed that the U.S. is going to win this. Like they still have to. I know that was only uh, what they missed the 2016 one. They missed the last one. It's not guaranteed that they're going to win this one. They've won four gold medals, four World Cups, but I the one place in the U S roster, this is a rabbit trail. We were playing. I talk about the U S roster, but one place in the U S roster where I think the biggest turnover is going to come in the next few years is at forward. Yeah. And that's because you have Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, Tobin Heath, Kristen press, all of them, Alex Morgan, by the time the Olympics start are all 32 up. Yeah. With Alex Morgan being the youngest of those forwards. At the next World Cup, at the next Olympics, there's a chance that not maybe not the next World Cup. I think you still have. I think Lloyd and all of them are still going to probably be competing for the next World Cup. But the right. next Olympics and the World Cup after that, over half of them, if not all of them, are gone, <laughs> and the people who are going to be there are going to be Mal Pugh, yep. Sophia Smith, Mitch Purse. You're going to have a whole new generation of forwards. And why won't you start now? Why won't you start by bringing her now? But like you said, club over country, the logical brain, I'll turn it off. I'll turn back on the hashtag MKOT brain. Don't go Mal. You need to stay and you need to get us up into the playoffs. And then we need to take that momentum, destroy the courage and the thorns and get that first trophy for the red stars in the, the, in the NWSL. It's the Billy Madison uh, scene, right? Like, I can't wait till I get to high school. No, (laughs) don't you say that. (laughs) Stay home. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. That's great. So, Um, you know, but anyway, no, they, uh, Andy Sullivan, I have to give her credit back to the match. She had a perfect pass over the Chicago defense. Trinity Rodman, 19 years old, have mercy. She, she, it was her first goal of the regular season, but she gets into so many chances every match to score. Like she, the way she brought that, that pass down, kept it in stride and then shot under. Uh, Alyssa Nair, the number one goalkeeper for the number one team in the world. That, that uh, she's she's going to be in one of the next Olympics. I was going to say she's she's going to be a problem. Long, uh, long. She's already, like you said, she's been dangerous all season. That's the first time she showed up on the score sheet this season. But Mm -hmm. she's had plenty of opportunities. So yeah, and she's only and she's only getting better. I mean, she's not hell. She's nineteen. She's not even finished growing yet. She's played. I don't think she's played double digit professional soccer matches yet. Yeah. She she's played in some youth World Cups or youth uh, tournaments with the U.S. But yeah, she, this is her first season playing pro. She never even played college. That's insane. <clears throat> that's yeah. That's that's downright ridiculous. And then yeah, Chicago with the uh, with the late the late handball. Uh, what do you think about that handball? I think it was a handball. Okay. 
I think okay. if you're going to, I think, I think by the, again, by the letter of the law, I think that was a handball. Now, I think if her arm didn't go back, I think yeah. if she held her arm straight and you didn't see the ball deflect off of her arm, I think it was the, a good chance that that ball did not hit her arm. I think it hit her side and she moved her arm back to try to avoid a handball. I wouldn't be shocked if she kept her arm up and you didn't see the trajectory of the ball change that much or go directly yeah. down. Cause if it hit her arm, right. It would hit it down to the ground. Right. Like, I, I think that kind of moving it to avoid a handball, which was too late. Cause it's such a bang, bang play. Um, I think that added to a potential. Oh yeah. That looks like a handball. So it got called, uh, but there's no VAR anyway, but then Mogatro, her, that was her first penalty kick. And she absolutely in, league, in her league history. She buried it. Yeah. I mean, um, she's the butcher, as she's known. Uh, <laughs> have you seen you've seen that, I'm sure. No, uh uh-uh. She she didn't get called for a foul in a match, but an elbow that apparently hit another player. Um, she got a she got suspended by the by the committee that looks over those things post match, and she got a suspension on something that didn't even get a card during the match. And now they're calling her the butcher. That's um, awesome. Our uh, local 134. Uh, she's now known as the butcher, and they have a, a little uh, t a two stick for her also. Um, so yeah, the butcher. She cut right through and got them that uh, got them that draw. I mean, it's, I'll take a point. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. rather have three, but that's you know, you, there's the one of the old cliches in in soccer that there's um there's draws that feel like a loss and there's draws that feel like a win. And I'll, I'll go ahead and chalk that one up to one that we thought we were going to lose. You get that penalty at the last minute. I'll take that as a, a draw that feels like a win, a draw that yeah. feels like you had, you had more chances than the other team, but you know, you gave up the the goal that matters and that's soccer is a harsh mistress, right? You, <laughs> you lose that game that you probably should have won. And then you, you kind of get that equalizer there at the, at the tail end of the game that, that feels like a draw that probably feels like a win all things yeah, considered. it's nice to be on the other side of that to yeah. be able to come back and, and get that point instead of being on the other end of of losing the points and um we're gonna talk about the columbus eagles in a moment and we're gonna talk about uh let's just keep talking about it if you're already listening this long to the podcast your standards are already so low so if this is a longer episode um before we talk about nwsl trading cards because i got a blast from the past um opening those things up. Did you see the goal from Ebony Salmon in Louisville? I did not. What happened? Oh my gosh. Okay. Ebony Salmon is 19 years old. Also, she played with Bristol city last season in the women's super league. So the league where the England national team or Manchester city loses to Chelsea. Um, And it's pretty much a two, three team league, you know, the WSL. Um, So she comes over to Louisville and she made her debut on Sunday afternoon. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll kind of walk you through the play. She comes in as a substitute in the 70th minute. It might have been the 71st. It was right on the, the marker change. So I think it was technically the 71st. Racing Louisville get, uh, I think it might have been a, a either free kick or a throw in. They move the ball around the field. Savannah McCaskill um, cuts through the midfield, takes on a defender, um, keeps the ball for Louisville, passes up to Salmon, who has her back to the net, back to the goal. She, <laughs> she, she rushes the defense. She has her back to the goal, right? She, she kicks the ball with her own back heel, doesn't like meg anybody, 
but it goes between two defenders. She runs around the two defenders and then just shoots this absolute, I don't like saying this, but it's a golazo. It was something that was like, <laughs> holy shit, that just happened. And she spun around two Houston defenders, <clears throat> shot it into the top right-hand corner of the net. Such a confident shot. It's like, she, it wasn't like, oh, I don't want to overpower this. She, she knew what she was doing. <laughs> and within seconds of coming into the NWSL, her first shot on net was an absolute, it's the, it's a worldie. I, I've watched every goal of the NWSL this season. I wrote an article about the top 10 goals of the NWSL this season up until the international break. This goal is the best goal of the NWSL season, period. (laughs) And it happened within like 30 seconds of her starting in the league. (laughs) It was, you need to watch it. I got to go find it. So when when she did that, would you say that Salmon um, had the defenders swimming upstream? Oh, (laughs) Bryant Caves. I saw that joke online. Not that same joke. Like uh, she, someone said she has upstream potential. <laughs> and I um I wanted to reply back and I wanted to say, okay, I really enjoyed that joke. I just gave it a like. But that <laughs> the first time I saw it, it really made me laugh. Um, but no, there's gonna be a lot of ebony salmon jerseys in Louisville um very soon. I think you're gonna start seeing a lot of people. Um, and then she had God, I think she had three more shots in that same game. And she came in in the 71st minute. So she had four shots, I think, <clears throat> the one on well, the one on goal. But ugh, I'll tell you, in perspective, I think Louisville's had 20 total shots all season. Wow. And she had four shots in 19 minutes. So she's going to be a problem. Yeah, and she's not on the England national team. Because again, she doesn't play for Manchester City. You have to be a Man City player to play for England. Right. But are you watching it? Watching what the NWSL goal? No, I haven't. No, I'm oh, you sorry. Said I was going to look it up. Oh no, I, I okay. will. I will after the show. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, before we move into the Eagles, uh, you you create you collected sports cards as a kid, right? Oh, I I collected a ton of them. I still have almost all of them. I think in like a shoebox at my dad's house back in Florida. Yeah, which is probably now at this point they're worth as much as a shoebox uh, because we both collected during the first bubble of sports cards. Um, well, and mine were all like, you know, I, 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 same with toys as a kid. Like, I'm sure I had some toys now that if they were still in the packaging would be worth thousands yeah. of dollars. I played with stuff. Like, I took it, I, my, my cards, like, as a kid, I took them out and I flipped through them and like read them and memorized, like, I was a nerd, so I memorized stats from was. them. And yeah, well, you know, still am, but I was also a nerd then. Um, okay. And yeah, I memorized stats and memorized like all kind of you know, weird stuff about them. So yeah, I mean, I handled them and they've got tears and yeah, so. I, um, I, I ordered three sets of cards. I pre-ordered them and um, they eventually came in. They were a little late. People started getting them at Target beforehand and I was so like... Oh my God. Like I wasn't trying to collect them. I just wanted them because I thought it was cool as a kid. Like uh, most of the time, the cards were my friends more than, you know, like in the summer when you're outside of school, we didn't have the uh, computers or the internet where it was actively like open for everybody at a certain point in like middle school, it started becoming more of a thing. But when I was in elementary school and stuff, I just had, I just had a ton of, um, a ton of sports cards. I would put them into, 
piles of what team they're currently on or what team they're now on their positions because it was all baseball cards i ended up getting some like basketball football but it was mostly mostly baseball cards and opening up these cards like it it brought me back to oh, that. Yeah. I was like, oh my, this is <clears throat> this is so cool to open up cards again because I haven't in such a long time. And I know people do it now, but the collecting of cards now is very different from when we were kids where they were making, you know, thousands and thousands of Griffey's rookie card where today they only make 500 and there's an actual market where people are making money off of it. But um, I opened two packs and then I was like, I had a third pack. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do like a, a Twitter giveaway to try to, you know, boost people to read my writing and stuff. But then I talked myself out of that about an hour after I opened the second pack where I was like, eh, it probably wouldn't get that much traction anyway. I'm just going to open it. So I opened the third pack too. And um, I can see why people keep buying them. Um, I've even talked to some people about like trades now. And Snap. it's, um, I, I, we'll see how far that goes i have to actually spend time to know what i have first i i've seen the players and stuff i don't know what each card type is called um because i haven't done as much research but uh yeah it's it was pretty cool i've i've gotten i think every red star except for i don't have watt i don't have uh d bernardo i don't have Waldmo, and i don't have Ertz. but no yeah, I think I have Casey Kruger. Yeah, I have Casey Kruger. Yeah, so I, uh, I think I have every other Red Star but them. So I got hashtag BamFam, BSG. Uh, I got Danny Colaprico, some of, uh, OGs from the the BamFam alumni, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool to that little that rush, man, like that nostalgia. It's one one of the reasons, and this is not an advertisement because they'd never had, they don't know we exist. But that's one of the reasons I love like buying stuff from homage with the T, you know, the t-shirts obviously are really cool, but mm-hmm. like getting that because they always include the pack of like, you know, sports cards. It's either usually baseball or football or hockey. A lot of times they never, it's never basketball, I've never gotten basketball cards from them. Even when I've bought like basketball stuff. Um, but yeah. well, you think, yeah, I've gotten the other three sports. Right. And it's just fun. Like um, if you've ever, and I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of like remembering some guys, um and it's you know obviously you get the big stars and that's fun you get you know uh, you know if it's baseball from the early you know the 90s you might get a griffey or you might get a you know you grew up in an, an indians fan you know an albert bell or a carlos but but then you remember those like you know utility infielder guys that you know mm-hmm. you had um, a name like a mickey morandini or something like a name you haven't thought of in like 20 years and you're like oh god mickey morandini or steve mm-hmm. traxel or you know some like mm-hmm chuck knobloch like just some like random yeah. name that you haven't thought of in years who you know was like a decent player like they weren't like a bomb or anything so you know that's like a guy right like there's a guy and then there's a dude yeah griffey was a dude <laughs> but then there's then there's just like guys and that's mm-hmm. those are those are the fun ones to uh you know to open the packs of so yeah it's cool uh, so i um maybe down the road keep these for a long time and then uh, Maybe one day I'll be able to look back and say, oh, I remember them. I remember that. Um, so, no, it was cool. I, I implore folks, if you haven't gotten them, we're, we don't have any sponsors. So this is hashtag non-ad. We're ad-free since 93. You can, uh, you should go and get some. I think it's Parkside Collectibles. And, you know, maybe if we're, maybe if we uh, 
see them in person this season. I know there's discussion of you and I uh, potentially attending a oh, game, in, attending a game in Raleigh this season. Maybe we bring some of the cards along, and maybe we see if we could get a uh, tradesies, do some tradesies or some players to maybe we could talk a player into signing one or something might be kind of mm. neat or. Maybe do a little, you know, maybe BSG like, hey, you talked to us on a podcast. And then the restraining order comes into play. Right. <laughs> uh, we are, no, August 15th, uh, we are going to, is it August? 15th? Yeah, it's August 15th. We, uh, we'll be down in um, in Charlotte. And then we're going to go over to Cary, North Carolina. I was first going to try to cover the match, but I think it'd be more fun. I haven't seen you in a while. It'll be our first time hanging out for a while. We're actually going to go to the Red Stars and Courage match that weekend in Cary, which I'm pretty really pumped because that'll be my first red stars match as a fan, as a supporter. Um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. So now we'll have to bring the cards. We'll have to see if there's any 134 going out there. Cause we got to get the tailgating going on. And if they're not out there in droves, which I'm sure there will be other Chicago supporters, we got to get our own tailgate going. We got to have our own maybe, plan of what we're going to do. Maybe that's when we finally uh, get Sarah Spain to, uh, to come on the pod, right? Sarah Spain has her own uh, her own tailgate at that, and we finally can get her to. Uh, well, that's in know. Chicago. I don't know if she'll come to North Carolina, but if she does, we'll say, "Hey, did you check your burner email? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again?" <laughs> oh, I, I think it's we'll call that the the email dump. It's just <laughs> that's where the trash emails go, it's and her. you never have to think about it. You just, you know, we should have known when it was a hot mail. We should have known. we should have known. Check out my Angel Fire site, GeoCities. Oh, gosh, um, but maybe if not, we'll still tailgate and have a good time. Um, this Saturday too, I'm going to be in Chicago. I, this will be my first in-person Red Stars match. I will be covering it for BWS, but I'm going to be driving out there six hours one way to cover a match for like four hours and then drive six hours home all in the same day. Um, I'm, I'm as much as that sounds like maybe hell to some people, I'm really excited to be able to do it and get the opportunity and just working with the team has been great. They're really receptive. I mean, they've let us interview three players for Christ's sakes, which is four more than we should have. Uh, they should have had, uh, we should have never been able to talk to them on our platform, but being able to do it on a writing platform is, uh, is pretty cool. So um, I will be writing about them, but then I will be a supporter, which means I can turn the switch when we go in North Carolina and I can be a total, total fool um, rooting them on. Super stoked. I'm pumped. Okay, last thing we're going to talk about. Um, the reason we're not going to talk too much about this topic this week is because uh, we shared this earlier. Um, St. Louis didn't want to have a stream of the Eagles' victory over the weekend. They played a, a doubleheader with a very different team. A lot of the Columbus Eagles, like we've mentioned before, they're an amateur side. They don't pay them. They did not have a lot of the same veteran players that they've played with at home or closer matches, a two day trip to St. Louis where they had to spend the night and stuff. It makes availability for some players, not as easy to do. So they had a kind of more makeshift team. I think there were five players. I wrote a preview about it. There were five players that hadn't played with the team this season and they traveled with 15 players um, for two matches, a doubleheader Saturday and then a second one on Sunday. And they lost Saturday six to zero. 
against a pretty good team who was home out in St. Louis. But then yesterday they won three to two, but we weren't able to see anything about it. So I, I have a, for massive report, I wrote out to the coach waiting to hear back from him about how the Sunday match went and then, yeah, I'll be able to write about it, but it's, it's nice to see them get a victory and then hopefully parlay that into some more as the season uh, season ends. We're, we're going to assume that it would have been a blast to watch. The GCG bag would have done a fantastic job as always covering the match yeah, live. Home, yeah. And, uh, you know, we are both, I think, very happy to see them finally uh, have so much of their hard work rewarded um, by, uh, by getting a victory. Like that's awesome to see them finally, uh, finally get on the board. I know they've had, they've had a few close matches. They've had a few that weren't so close. So, mm-hmm. um, I think really excited for them to finally get on the, get on the victory side, yeah. side of the ledger. Yeah. So they got, I think now another, I think like three or four matches left this season. So we'll see, uh, see how that ends up. We'll talk more about next week when we can actually see the matches and, and know what happened. Um, but one of those is a home match too. So next Sunday, get your butts out to Capital University, get your tickets, and go see okay. them. Get, get your asses out there. Get your asses out there. Um, let's let's bring it home. I think we've been uh, we've been making uh, ears bleed long enough. Well, folks, as always, we always really appreciate you taking the time mm-hmm. to listen to us. I know there's a lot of uh, other far superior podcasts you could be listening to, but you know you're uh, you're listening to us, so it's always very humbling and very much appreciated for you to do so. What other podcast um, do you hear something crash in the background, and you probably hear me audibly gasp? If not, Brian can explain what I looked like at that moment because I jumped. Yeah. Oh, he jumped. I mean, his he was kind of dangling from the ceiling a little bit there for a few minutes. Um, it was yeah, kind of, yeah. It was like it was, a horror movie type thing for me. I was like head spun a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't good. Not great, Bob. I don't scare uh, easy. Cause you need emotions to be scared. I don't scare <laughs> easy. It scared me. Yeah, you're right. Um, it so scared me into feeling something. <laughs> mm, good to know. We need to scare Thomas more off and make him feel some things, all the feels. So, Always really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to us, for sharing the podcast, for sharing it with your friends and family, neighbors, coworkers, random people that you meet on the street. For those of you walking around with the Brian Mikuzi uh, from uh, that's very much appreciated. Hey, that's advertising. Maybe if you uh, told at least one person about it that saw your koozie and said, hey, that's a nice koozie. Who are those good looking fellows that are on there? um and you told them about the pod that's that's always appreciated um you can interact with us on the social medias we're at brian me on twitter um i am at pickle chip replace the eyes with ones on instagram again as i said earlier i'm no longer uh tweeting from my own twitter profile that's been deactivated i do a tweet do tweet occasionally from the brian me uh twitter account uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Bryant and me. You can follow Thomas on Twitter and on Instagram at one Thomas Costello. Also, you should be following all of the various great things that he's doing as far as writing. You can find him on Master of Report. You can find him on Beyond Women Sports. You can find him writing things all over the place. So it's always, uh, always good stuff. You should always be reading that, sharing that again with your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, enemies, and other random strangers that you beat along the way. Um, as always, we want to remind you, please take a few minutes, take care of your, of yourself, your mental health, 
check in on your friends, make sure that they're doing okay. I know last week you didn't really hear from us late in the week. We were both having kind of a rough week uh, mm, mental yeah. health wise. It had been a few, few rough days there. So just, uh, you know, take, make sure that you're taking care of yourself, doing what you need to do to, uh, to be okay. It's as, as we, as a lot of people say, it's always okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, check in on, check in on your friends and, and family and, and everybody around you kind of do what you can to uh to take care of one another it's always always very important um on that note hey we love you guys have a great week take care of yourselves and each other adios bye bye adios